Have you ever had an experience where you catch sight of something familiar, anything, something you just took for granted, and you just thought, my God, that is extraordinary. It, it could be anything. It could be a car or a tree or a piece of fruit. But you look at this thing and it just dawns on you, the inherent mystery and beauty of it. And suddenly, you just want to know more about it. I think in that freezer, there's probably about 100 different types of, of poo lurking in there. Well, that's as much poo as anyone with me. <laughs> <laughs> you heard that correctly. Today, the simple thing that we are going to marvel at, that we are going to hold in a position of beauty and wonder, is poo. Our guides to this will be Dan Roberts and Nicola Winslet, perhaps the world's foremost poo enthusiasts and operators of the Poo Museum. Because poo is actually in the world, in, in the natural environment. It's a, a, you know, overwhelmingly positive thing. Almost every species sees it as a resource. But for humans, it's uh, always a kind of negative thing. And so we thought, well, can we actually present it beautifully so that people will actually engage with it? I'm Dylan Thuris, and this is Atlas Obscura, a celebration of the world's strange, incredible, and wondrous places. Today, we are indeed visiting the National Poo Museum on England's Isle of Wight. It's a place where poo is elegant and something worth celebrating. It's rather nice to be able to kind of uh, prove uh, or prove wrong that old saying that you can't polish it because <laughs> you spend an awful lot of time doing it. After this. I'm LeVar Burton, and I read my favorite short stories every week on my podcast, LeVar Burton Reads. This season, that includes stories by Justin C. Key, Luis Alberto Urea, and Percival Everett. It's kind of like a book club, except you don't have to do the reading. I do. Listen to LeVar Burton Reads wherever you get your podcasts on. Don't forget to follow the show so you'll never miss an episode. Hey, Earwolf, Team Coco, and Stitcher listeners. It's me, Ashley Ray, and I'm here to tell you about a special collection of podcasts in honor of Women's History Month. From TV I Say with yours truly, Significant Others with Liza Powell O'Brien, and Why Won't You Date Me with Nicole Byer, we are excited to celebrate all women who are part of the SiriusXM podcast family. So let's toast to these women-led hosts and listen on Amazon Music. Before we get started, a quick note on English versus American terminology, courtesy of Nicola Winsland, the Pooh Museum's co-creator. I think very much we're, we're more on the poo side of the water, the pond. Yes. Poop, we know that when we Google, um, poop will come up for the American, mm. um, you know, search, won't it? Yes. More than poo. Yeah. We tend to use poo more here in, yeah. in the UK. So, out of respect for our British hosts, we are going to drop the second P and stick with the much cuter poo for the duration of this podcast. Anyway. And then when I looked around, I saw that they were all 
kind of busily examining it and were very excited. And that's what made me think, well, perhaps this could be a good idea for a good theme for an exhibition. Dan's describing one of the most important transformative moments in his life. This time when he was on vacation in Sweden, hiking with his friends, and they spotted this tiny piece of feline feces. A little bit of lynx poo, to be precise. So yeah, it did look a, a bit unusual. It was um, it was about, I suppose, like the size of a large cat poo. Um, I, as I remember it, it was a rather orangey colour. Surprisingly, I don't know quite why that would have been for a cat poo. It seems a bit unusual. The group was intrigued. Clearly, this specimen was not left by one of the herbivores more common to the area. It was just this little orangey thing. But it spoke volumes. So so it is a brilliant way, if you know how to read the poos, you know, to, they're, they're the kind of calling card of the animals which live there. It's not rocket science. Dan and his friends did not discover on that day in 2015, that poo is a valuable scientific resource, a goldmine of information about different species and their habitats. Instead, Dan had a revelation of mindset, the realization that poo could draw a crowd. For me, it was that idea of poo being something that we shun, something horrible. And can we make it beautiful? Because we didn't want to use poo as it's usually been used by artists as a mean as as something negative something shocking uh, something to revolt that we thought can we go a different way it won't surprise you to learn that dan is himself an artist and he did the only sensible thing with this newfound insight he created an immersive poo gallery a place to come and absorb the essence of poo with all the reverence it deserves. I think the one that the visitors respond to is the wombat poo, simply because of its shape. I don't know whether you know that the wombat poo is pretty square or cube-shaped, and uh, which is quite unique amongst um, animals. So... Uh, the, the visitors love that. They absolutely love the idea of um, a square poo. Do yourself a favor and do an image search for wombat poo. Because Nicola is not kidding. These things are absolutely perfect cubes. And at a certain point, you have to ask yourself, if cube poop is possible, what else might we not know about poo? We've got the um, hyena poo, of course, oh, yes. which yeah. is which is pure white. Uh, yeah. So that's fairly intriguing. Yeah. And, um, and that's white because... Uh, yeah, the diet of the, the um, hyena, which is mostly bone, so that is ground up carcass they're eating. A... So, so yes, yeah, got this very standout white poo. Looking at wombat and hyena poo, you kind of get this sense of play with colors and shapes. Something that you could almost imagine on little pedestals in a modern art museum. Which is exactly the kind of noble presentation that Dan and Nicola give these pieces. They're arranged in these lovely transparent orbs with the poo right in the center. They almost look like these 
beautiful floating marble spheres. But it is not just that poo can look nice. Poo can also smell nice. Just ask the humble rock hyrax. The museum has collected droppings from this tiny animal that are as much as 50,000 years old. But what's interesting about these is that um, counterintuitively, they are actually used as a perfume ingredient. Now, that's one that we actually open up and give people uh, the chance to sniff because that isn't encapsulated. That's just in a, in a little display dome thing. Um, but then we've also turned some of it into our own National Poo Museum perfume, which people can, if they dare, which they can try it on. Uh, and most people do. That's right. National Poo Museum perfume. We have established that Dan and Nicola are not scientists. They are mostly just poo enthusiasts. But they've outfitted the museum with a biological microscope, which zooms in on a rotating cast of poos from all throughout the collection. It looks like you're looking into the universe of stars, (laughs) only they're jiggly things moving around, all different shapes of bacteria and little organisms busily going about their business <laughs> with us. somebody else's business. business. Yeah, it's absolutely yeah. extraordinary. It really is. It's, it's quite hard to sort of fathom, really, that this life is going on. When we spoke to Nicola and Dan, they had a caterpillar poo set up under the microscope. And this caterpillar had been fed on nettles. You can see the fine, well, they look like little needles under the microscope of the hairs, the little needles that were on the um, nettle when it was being eaten. So it's absolutely fascinating. It's really just life itself. The messy, material, complex, indecipherable, vivid nature of life. Maybe like you've never seen it before. You know, in the past, I and I guess societies generally just thought of poo as this waste material passing through us that uh, sort of can't wait to get rid of. But now we're starting to realise how active that substance is while it's in us. And they're starting to understand how the microbiome, as it's known, is intimately interconnected with um, all sorts of things that are very important in our lives and make us what we are as humans, our mood, our personality, our health outcomes, our longevity, to, what do they call it, the forgotten organ. Your heart, your lungs, your brain, and poo. The forgotten organ. So it's a new way of looking, looking at life. The National Poo Museum is open from April through September on weekdays from 11 to 4. If you're ever in the neighborhood, you should drop by to look through the microscope and behold the glorious life below. Maybe even take a spray of that very special perfume. This episode was produced by Gabby Gladney. Our podcast is a co-production of Atlas Obscura and Stitcher Studios. The production team includes Doug Baldinger, Chris Naka, Camille Stanley, Manolo Morales, Baudelaire. Our technical director is 
Casey Holford. And this episode was sound designed by Luce Fleming. And our theme and end credit music is by Sam Tyndall. I'm Dylan Thuris, wishing you all the wonder in the world. I will see you next time. Now playing in Los Angeles. Exquisite food and drink. World-class art everywhere. Spectacular sports and dazzling Hollywood attractions. L.A. offers the full variety of food scene, from game-changing taco trucks to 35 Michelin stars. And did you know that Los Angeles has more museums and theaters than New York? It is indeed scandalous, but also unfortunately true. So get your fix in music, film, comedy, or world-class museums in L.A. Plus, you can get a behind-the-scenes movie magic with a world-famous studio tour. That is something that should be on everybody's bucket list. Start here with discoverla.com. Hello, I'm Brian Cox. I'm Robin Ince, and this is the Infinite Monkey Cage trailer for our brand new series. We've got mummies, we've got magic, we've got asteroids. Mummies, magic, and asteroids. What's the link? That it was an asteroid that magically went over the world that led to Imhotep the mummy coming back to life. That's correct. I thought it would be. We're as scientific as ever. But the most important thing to know is that we are going to deal with the biggest scientific question. We finally ask, what is better, cats or dogs? Listen wherever you get your podcasts.